Welcome back to the final drive here on WNSP 105.5 here in Mobile, Alabama. Corey LeBounty, along with my producer, Michael Brauner, joining you this afternoon. And our next guest making his debut here on the final drive. It is a privilege and an honor to be talking with the one and only Vern Lundquist. How do you do? Corey, you're making me blush. <laughs> I, t I tell you, Mr. Lundquist, it's a pleasure to be talking with you as, again, in many households for 16 years of SEC football. You were the voice on CBS. And, and really, for a lot of Alabama and Auburn fans here, whether it was the Iron Bowl and the Kick Six or you look at the Prayer and Jordan Hare, you had an opportunity to call some of the greatest moments, not only of Alabama and Auburn football, but some of the greatest sporting memories of a lifetime. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, you're you're absolutely, I mean, you picked out two of my all-time favorites, uh, regardless of whatever sport I was in which I was involved. Uh, uh, the, the Prairie Jordan Air and, and uh, the Kick Six, uh, two weeks apart, uh, they are the two of the greatest college games I've ever seen. Two of the greatest athletic events I've ever seen. Uh, I share a story with you about uh, uh, the, uh, the Georgia Auburn game. Uh, Nick Marshall, they, he threw a, uh, a Hail Mary, the ultimate Hail Mary of all time. And uh, two. Uh, Two uh, Georgia guys went up. All they had to do was knock down. It was fourth and 18. Just knock the ball down. But they wanted the interception and the glory, I guess. And so they went for it and tipped it forward. And Ricardo Lewis leaned back and caught it. A very challenging catch and scooted in untouched. Well, uh, Auburn won the game. And on the on camera, Gary Danielson said, that is the greatest finish to a college football game I have ever seen. You will never, ever, ever see anything like that again. Two weeks. Two weeks, and we had Chris Davis returning a missed field goal 109 yards. Uh, so, you know, in two games in three weeks, uh, uh, summarize uh, the essence of my experience of all those years I did SEC. Uh, they were just two of the most exhilarating examples of competition I think I've ever seen. Well, I, I tell you, you know, we love our football down here in the South, and they take it very seriously as well. But I, I'll give you a little flashback from my childhood and how six degrees of separation do work, okay? So John Pelfrey, of course, in the Duke versus Kentucky game, the historic 1992 game where Christian Lakner hits a shot that is heard around the world and, and will be played forever as one of the greatest moments, not only in NCAA history, but basketball history. Antonio Lang from Duke, of course, is right underneath the net. He's from Mobile, Alabama, LaFleur High School, and was Grant Hill's roommate. So when when you, you can't show that enough here in Mobile because Antonio Lang goes <laughs> on to be back-to-back -back national champions with Duke, but that call that you had right there, I know that you are going to remember the kick six in the prayer at Jordan-Hare, but from a college basketball standpoint, did it get any better than that call right there? 
No, never, never, ever. Uh, and and uh, I was lucky enough. Uh, Bill Raftery and I were partners for the last 15 years. I did uh, college basketball, but we had been uh, separated by management. One of those management decisions that is never explained, just uh, executed. And so I was working with Letty Elmore, a wonderful guy, Harvard grad, uh, a law school grad of Harvard, and uh, played basketball collegiately at University of Maryland. Uh, and, and again, Corey, with, as, I, as I have with, with the two SEC football games in 2013, uh, the 92 Duke-Kentucky game stands out for me. There was, a, there was an occasion later on when Gorwood, uh, Gordon Hayward uh, Butler was playing Duke in the regional final, and he, he launched one from 50 feet. And it was Butler against Duke. Had that gone in and it banked off the rim, I think we would talk about Duke, Kentucky, as maybe the second greatest. But uh, for for those of us who were involved, uh, fortunately, it clanked off the iron, and uh, so people still remember Duke, Kentucky. And and again, the memories are. Uh, Leslie Visser is a dear, dear, dear friend, and she was working sidelines with us. And uh, we had her station oh, maybe 20 feet away from Kay Wood Ledford, who was the Kentucky basketball announcer, legendary, and, and uh, worth every bit of respect that he'd garnered over 39 years. She was going to tell the story of Kay Wood's career, summarize it, because he had announced that if and when Duke, uh, Kentucky rather, lost, that would be his final game. She never got on the air because the game was so compelling. And, uh, uh, again, there are a million stories about that game. Uh, one of the significant things for me is that when the game was over, Lenny had played in uh, a classic game between Maryland and uh, North Carolina. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, anyway, at 104-103, back in the days when only the conference championships, the champions went to the NCAA tournament. And Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe came over to Lenny and me, and he said, I saw your game in 74. Was this better than that one? And Lenny looked up at him and took a long time thinking about it, and then he said, this was better because it meant more. It meant going to the Final Four. And I thought, holy cow, that's an affirmation. And, uh, uh, again, I... You 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 go to an you go to an, an athletic encounter, and you hope that something wonderful, memorable will break out in front of you. And if it does, then you just hope that you're adequate verbally to capture the moment uh, in a descriptive way. And I, I you know fortunately for me, it's worked on a number of occasions. Speaking of Vern Lundquist, legendary broadcaster, Mr. Lundquist, you've obviously had a, a number of, I mean, you countless legendary calls across all sports. I, I, I'm partial in terms of my favorite, and I'd love to hear your favorite as well, but, you know, when you look at golf, 
and, and you know where I'm going here. The 2005 Masters, Tiger Woods on 16. Not only is that one of the most legendary calls in sports history, it's one of really the most legendary moments, not just in golf, but in the history of sports. Tiger's ball is hanging on the lip of the cup, and you captured it perfectly. You said, in your life, have you ever seen anything like that? Because you hadn't. I mean, take, take us through that one a little bit and your memory of that. Well, that is that is the key. Uh, I was expressing. I, 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 ours is a reactive craft. Uh, you can't go in and manufacture pre preordain what you're going to say in a moment. You you just cannot do that. You've got to react to what happens in front of you because uh, the listener or the viewer can detect if you're forcing something in. You just you react to what happens, and that was my reaction. I had never seen anything like that, and I don't think anybody watching at home had. Uh, that that ball hung on the lip for 1.8 seconds before it dropped, uh, and people remember it because it did hang on the lip. Nike did a, of course Nike did a commercial out of it. Uh, oh, maybe six months later, and if you remember the the shot, the the ball with the Nike logo was kind of sideways, and the punchline to the commercial was Tiger. Next time, at least get the logo straight. <laughs> and and uh, uh, Tiger and I have, I'm much I, because I'm in the same age as Jack Nicholas. I'm closer to Jack than I am Tiger, but certainly Tiger and I know each other, and uh, we've talked briefly about that moment. He he will tell he'll tell you right away it wasn't the greatest shot he ever hit. He he he'll he'll jump up right away and say, uh, no, in the Canadian Open one year I can't tell tell you what year, he hit a two iron out of a bunker 216 feet yards over water and it came to rest eight feet from the hole and he'll tell you that was the best shot he's ever hit and uh, I'll I'll argue with him. <laughs> the chip shot to me was because it meant so much. You know, Lanny Watkins was then our our lead analyst, and he and Tiger was playing with Chris DeMarco, and Chris had teed off first and hit one about 20 feet below the hole. And as Tiger was lining up, he had hit a, an eight iron and pulled it long and left. As Tiger was lining up to take his chip shot, Lanny said, "He'll be lucky if he gets if he can keep this inside Demarco's ball, because it was downhill once it made that right hand turn." And Lanny's Lanny's judge, judgment was correct. You know that, that ball, if it had not hit the hit the lip, uh, was going to scoot on down, and he he was looking at double bogey easily. But you know that's execution. And that's a brilliance, and and, uh, and Tiger pulled it off. We're speaking with legendary Hall of Fame sports broadcaster Vern Lundquist, also known in this neck of the woods. A lot of people call you Uncle Vern because you just felt like that uncle that was delivering all the sports news, especially in the Southeastern Conference for 16 years. And, you know, you were talking about golf and the golf game. And I, I just want to know, does Happy Gilmore literally have the best driver and the best putting skills you've ever seen? <laughs> 
that is that Corey, that is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, and I'll, I'll share with you why we we did that. The movie was shot in 1996, and uh, my my part of it, it was I, they flew me up to Vancouver. We shot it uh, at a course uh, uh, about an hour north of Vancouver. And I flew from uh, Steamboat Springs through Denver to, to Vancouver, and they picked me up and, and uh, started at 7 o'clock in the morning, and we shipped, we shot everything that in which I'm involved in one day. And uh, I, Adam Sandler was there. Uh, I'm turning over my shoulder right now, and I'm looking back at my – Dan Jenkins would call it an ego wall, the great legendary sports writer and columnist. But I've got a photo on the on the uh, on the wall back here of myself with Adam Sandler and the guy, the shaggy-haired guy who was a caddy. And uh, here's an interesting thing. I think people will enjoy knowing about this uh, next time. Uh, uh, one second, Corey. Honey, dry cleaning. Okay. We're, we're taking care of mundane household chores. Understood. My wife's on her way to the grocery store. So, uh, anyway, uh, Dennis Dugan was the director of the film, and he also played the PGA commissioner in Happy Gilmore. So he had an acting role. And we were told to report at 7 o'clock in the morning for hair and makeup, for gosh sakes. And uh, it didn't help any. Uh but but there was a a fellow, a good-looking fellow there. Uh, his name is Jack Jaraputo. And uh, Dennis Dugan looked at Jack and he said, "I've got an idea. Let's do an inside joke. Let's have some fun." Uh, Jack, you go over with Vern to hair and makeup, and you come back and you can sit next to him. And I want you in every scene that he's in, and you can't say a word because you're not a member of the Screen Actors Guild. So you just sit there and look handsome and nod and, and agree with everything he said. And that's Jack. And uh, he, he was Adam Sandler's roommate at New York University Film School back in Manhattan. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun story. But that movie was released to theaters in 97, and it didn't do much. And then it went to videotape and now DVD, uh, and USA Network picked it up, and they started televising it once a month, and it got a it got a, a cult following because it is a funny, funny, funny movie, <laughs> and it's slapstick comedy. But uh, uh, I'm I'm thrilled to be associated with it. I get residuals, by the way, yeah. once every quarter, usually about $34.16. There you go. Well, look, if that's your going rate, I know Bob Barker probably gets a lot more because he was hands-on in that one, man. Oh, Bob yeah. Barker throwing punches and having an opportunity to have Vern Lundquist and Bob Barker together. The price would definitely write for you in that film for sure. Yeah, you know they they did they flew Nancy, my wife and me, out to Universal Studios in Hollywood for the world premiere, and that's the only time I ever got to know Bob Barker. I, I met him there, and uh, so we got to see the film 
in a, in a great movie theater on the on the lot where some of the uh, some of the uh, action was uh, stage action was was uh, filmed. But uh, what a thrill it was, you know. And 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 as I said, it it's it's kept me connected with two generations of people, uh, especially because it's it's so much liked by college kids and uh and here i am i'm you know i'll never see 80 again right. and uh, and yet on college campuses uh when we do go back and and uh, uh the uncle Vern thing i love you know that i know who started that it was a guy named spencer hall okay. uh who had a, a, a a show called Every Day Should Be Saturday about college football. And he started it, and it caught on. And I, I very much appreciation, uh, appreciate the, uh, the affection with which it's uh, stated to me. Mr. Lundquist, I want to ask you about one of your more recent calls. And I, and I have to tell you this. As, as someone, I'm not from the South. I'm from New Jersey. You're, you're a big part of the reason why I ended up in the South, watching SEC football with, with your voice every Saturday, why I chose to go to school in the South, and you know your voice tied in with SEC football. But you know one that I, rem one that I can remember very vividly from uh, you know one of your later years, Tennessee and Georgia. And it, it, it was one of the better games I've ever seen, you know, back and forth. It, it, it was unbelievable. Josh Dobbs, he's a Hail Mary at the last second. And all you can say is Jawan Jennings like four times. I mean, it, it, again, just one of the best calls I've ever heard. Well, I thank you very much. I remember the game vividly, vividly. And Jawan Jennings found a trampoline in the end zone <laughs> and went as high up as I could imagine. And, uh, 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 you know, Tennessee won it. Uh, but, you know, I'll go back to my very, very first game. Uh, 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 it was Tennessee and Florida. And I didn't want to go to the college. college. I'd done, I went to CBS to do college football uh, in 82 and uh, 41 years ago. Uh, and I did that for a couple of years, and then they moved me to the NFL. And uh, I had Terry Bradshaw as a part, my first partner ever. And uh, and in '99, uh, I was working with Dan Deerdorf. We were the number two team in the NFL, and and life is pretty cushy. Uh, you get good games. You're usually the lead game early in a doubleheader. And uh, Dan and I were great friends. And and uh, all of a sudden, I get a call at. Uh, from Lance Barrow, who was our my producer in football then. Lance is going in the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame here in December uh, as a producer of golf and football. But Lance called and he said, uh, heads up, I keep hearing rumors that uh, you may get a call from Sean McManus, our boss, about going to college football. Well, I did get that call, and I thought I don't really want to do that because uh, I love doing the NFL. And then our first game was Georgia at home, I mean Florida on the road at Tennessee. And the quarterback for Florida was Jesse Palmer, the bachelor, and uh, he hit a touchdown. They went 80 yards in the last minute and a half, uh, 80 yards or so, and he threw a touchdown catch uh, to a uh, uh, wide receiver in the end zone. Uh, the game's over. Tennessee wins it. Or Florida wins it. 2017, and we go off the air. And I looked at Todd Blackledge, my partner, and I said, "Are they all like that?" 
<laughs> and he said, enough of them. <laughs> and indeed they were. So I got hooked right away, the very first game. And it grew to become the single most important uh, assignment I had in, what, 60 years of doing sports television. I mean, I started it locally in Austin. Uh, in 1963. I know you guys remember that. Hey, look, a little bit before me, but I know you were in with the Cowboys for sure. Yeah, I did. I had 17 years. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than the career that you've had. Vern Lundquist, our guest this afternoon here on the final drive. And Uncle Vern, I just want to say thank you for your years and dedication and hard work to your craft because it's people like myself that, that look up to you and, and, and love what you do because you do it with such passion and you do it so masterfully. So I can't thank you enough for all your dedication and your hard work. And I hope that you're enjoying a little bit of your retirement from SEC football. I know you'll have golf for another couple of years, but thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us here on WNSP 105.5 in the final drive. You bet you guys. I enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. Vern Lundquist, folks, the legendary Hall of Famer Vern Lundquist joining us this afternoon on the final drive, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Philip Rivers, football coach at St. Michael Catholic. You're listening to WNSP Sports Radio. 